Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's show. And I have to ask you, if you're curious about the mystical ways that people are facilitating transformation, or you simply want to have greater fulfillment, happiness, and abundance in your life, then I got to tell you, this show and the woman that I am interviewing will explain it all. Um, She's the international recognized expert, teacher of teachers, and with 20 years of experience in spiritual healing, Lisa Barnett will definitely help us to understand how we can transform our lives on a deep and lasting soul level. And with that, I want to welcome the magnificent Lisa Barnett. Lisa, welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Linda. I am just thrilled to be here with you. Very exciting to get to share this esoteric and yet powerful work with with all of your listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Um, this, this show, you know, is about leaders and, and generally, you know, we're, we have leaders in business and healing and this kind of thing. But I love bringing on my spiritual leaders. Um, they are the ones, I think, who give us the most depth in how to be the best possible person we can be during this lifetime. And so I'm really delighted to have you here today. Lisa, my my question, my first question to you is around background. How did you get to where you are today? What what did you do? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, I... It started my my kind of whole spiritual um, uh, path started when I was three years old. So it was a lot less about what I did, but more about what I remembered. So what happened, I was about three years old. I was trying to um, explain something to my mother, apparently. And I had this kind of crazy epiphany, which was like, holy moly, I'm trapped in a body. And um, I told her, you know, can you imagine having your little three-year-old go, I want to go back. I want to go home. (laughs) You know, (laughs) my poor mom, she's like, but you are home, honey. You know, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Like, no, not actually. And so I could, I could remember being a soul, an etheric soul, not embodied in a physical form at that point. And kind of the funny thing is, is I also remember um, that I was communicating with two other etheric souls, right? And so mm-hmm. communication was easy. We didn't have to use all of these words to try and, you know, explain an idea. It was kind of that um, a much more energetic telepathic experience. And so there I was as a three-year-old who obviously had come to communicate some stuff to the world. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Absolutely. Thinking, thinking, what the heck am I doing here? So um, that started it. And I literally went on because I was blessed to be living in California in the late 60s, early 70s. I was turning, I was becoming a teenager in uh, 1970, I guess it was. I started reading every esoteric book I could get my hands on. Hmm. So it started way, way, way back when. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Wow. 
Um, yeah, I, can, I can't imagine saying that to my mom. It was, it was hard enough having an imaginary friend who you set a place setting for and I talked to and I asked questions and told my mom what, what she wanted to eat and what she had to say and that kind of thing. I think that was hard enough much less saying to my mom at three years old, um, <laughs> I'm trapped in this body. I want to go home. <laughs> um, I gather your mother was um, open-minded. Yes, yes. They, Both of my parents really were. They were, you know, I always say it was kind of a, a great gift to me that they were both agnostic. So Ooh. they really were not religious, which was useful in a way, and they really were pretty open-minded and yet a little scientific, but, you know, they were they were modern people, right? Mm-hmm. At that time, they were, we were, you know, kind of changing in the 50s and 60s and 70s, right? Absolutely. Um, so, they were open-minded, and um, interestingly, it was my father who was reading some more esoteric books, like I was, um, when I was 14, I was, you know, a freshman in high school, and he was reading Baba Ram Das's um, first, I believe, first book, um, "Be Here Now." Oh, right. And you know, so East was coming to the West, and so I picked up "Be Here Now," and then I started to read other spiritual books uh, and about, you know, kind of Eastern religion and and philosophy. And I literally went on and minored in philosophy in college. And so it really just kind of um, some of my dad's reading, the fact that he was starting to read some of this stuff, just really opened that door and was, you know, just kind of wonderful to to have that um, in my life. And in essence, that was a, a way of allowing you to be who you were, right? Oh, of course, of course. And, and um, you know, my dad is always so fascinated in, in spirituality. Still to this day, he's 89 years old. And, um, you know, he still really wants to have that experience and doesn't. So I see how frustrating that is for people who are very conscious, very awake, mm-hmm. and has read so much and, and meditated and studied and never had those kind of mystical experiences that, that uh, I think often we're looking for. So, so, um, so it's pretty kind of an interesting dynamic, and, and I'm, I'm blessed that he can read my books. And <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, I, you, you sort of wonder what his soul contract was coming into this life. Um, did he say, you know, I don't want to have any kind of downloads or experiences like that? And once he got here, it was like, well, maybe I do. And not recognizing that he could he could change his contract. Could that be possible? Oh, it's absolutely possible. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because um, that side of my family are, are Cohen. So the last name was Cohen, right? And these are mm-hmm. the spiritual teachers. Um, uh, and, and yet, interestingly, hit my dad's parents um, became born-again Christians and changed their name. So, I don't know. Maybe there's all some kind of interesting contract in there. But I know I picked them because also part of that energy of being a cone, of being a spiritual leader and teacher, Mm -hmm. um, that I chose to be born into that energy and that awareness. So, um, 
yeah, I should do a little more healing and work with my dad, you know, and see if we could open some of those channels. And sometimes they're, they're beliefs and, and, you know. Yeah, yeah I and, do. I, I understand completely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but um, Lisa, you've moved into Akashic Records. How did you find the Akashic Records? And then tell us about them. Yes, of course. So, um, because I had been on this kind of very long spiritual path, um, at one point I decided to study. I had been, I spent about 15 years in advertising and and I worked at an ad agency and I was um, doing production work and I got very deep into the kind of high pressure corporate ad world and... um, and it actually ended up making me very sick. So after all of the illness, which which I also find is a common pattern for people when they're not on their soul path, when they've gotten mm-hmm. kind of side, you know, sideswiped there, um, to you know have something that triggers us to stop us. And so I actually became very sick. I did a lot of healing work. I worked with an acupuncturist for years. And one day she said to me, she said, you know, um, we've done a really good job of healing your body and figuring out what all this chronic fatigue is about and all the food allergies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's something deeper. You know, I, you should go to uh, a good friend of mine who's just an amazing clairvoyant psychic. And so I said, sure, why not? Let's figure this out, right? <laughs> yes. And she said to me, she said, the the clairvoyant said to me, you're a healer. And I said, no, I'm in advertising. And <laughs> I, I, it took me a moment. I was like, oh, 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 what? You know, it's like, oh, you're telling me something like psychically, not, you know, <laughs> not what my job description is, right? And so I was like, oh, 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 yes, I, I should know that. Shouldn't I know that? But I literally had forgotten um, between being uh, a very awake teenager um, and, and being in my 30s. I had kind of forgotten. I'd gotten sideswiped by the world and money and you know, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when she said that, it really kind of woke me back up again. And it turned out that she was going to be teaching a, a kind of psychic energy healing intuitive training. And I decided to take it. And so it was really through that process of kind of um, learning really working for a couple of years at becoming more intuitive and learning all about energy healing and learning all of this stuff that I started to um, connect to the Akashic Records. So what happened for me was I'd every once in a while I'd get this kind of big booming voice. I'd get this big information Ooh. when mm-hmm. I'd be doing a reading for a client and I'd think, wow, that is bigger than, you know, what I usually get is an intuitive. Mm-hmm. It's got all this past information and contracts and purpose and just wow. And um, it took me a couple of years to figure out who I was talking to. I was a little slow on the uptake. I never said, <laughs> who is this yelling at me here? <laughs> never asked the question, right? I never asked that simple question, you know. Um, so anyway, I, I did eventually realize that I was accessing the Akashic Records. I finally had that conversation. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that I that you could do that, because, again, this is, you know, whatever, 25 years ago, people were not accessing the Akashic Records. This was not common information, right? Right, right. And so um, 
I didn't know that you could do that. I my teacher actually told me that you um, that you could go up to the gates of your Akashic records and ask for energy for healing energy for your client or for yourself, but you were not allowed to go in. And well, so I. Yeah, so I was yeah. going up to my clients every day and saying, you know, please, Akashic Record Keepers, could you give my um, my client whatever energy they can now uh, receive now that we've done some healing and clearing? But I was under the belief that you could not talk to them, that you could not go in. And that was really the old energy belief paradigm because the Akashic Records were pulled away from the earth for about a thousand years. Mm. So, yeah, they were just really coming back to be um, accessed again, really, you know, in the 70s. So, Lisa, why were they pulled away? Well, they were pulled away because they were misused. So, for thousands and thousands, probably forever, um, we had this access, this ability to connect to our own soul wisdom and our own soul guidance. I mean, it certainly makes sense. It's really Mm -hmm. there for us. But what happened in the Dark Ages, you know, so around 1000 AD, um, people started to use it to find riches, to win wars, right? You know, Mm -hmm. to gain power. And so the beings of light that keep the records, the Akashic Record Keeper said, well, you know, this isn't, this is out of integrity. We're going to raise this vibration so that your average person can't reach it anymore. Mm. And that's exactly what they did is they pulled it away from the planet. So if you imagine you were lifting a cloud higher up or, you know, so that it wasn't as easy to touch or reach. So only the great mystics, only people who had a very high vibration, which was not the norm on the planet, um, mm-hmm. could could access it. So. So here we were, you know, in um, w- the the dawning of the age of Aquarius back in the 60s. Right? <laughs> oh, yes. And, Thank and, you, Fifth Dimension. Yeah. And that started to really bring the consciousness a little higher. And the record keeper said, it's time to bring this back to Earth. And, and so they said to me one day, will you help us to um, bring the Akashic Records back to Earth? And I told them they were crazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> because at that point I had three babies and I was, you know, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> oh, you got the wrong gal here. I've got three toddlers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's got to be somebody who's better equipped at this. But, but I said, you know, sure, I will do what I can. And so for me, one of the great, um, the great learnings that I received um, was that simple uh, awareness to say yes mm-hmm. and just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> just keep walking? Right. Just take a step. Just, okay. Just take another step and just take another step, right? So it was very much about saying, okay, I will do the best I can and I will, I will continue to work with clients. I will teach a class. I will you know, share this work as I can. And, um, and over time, it just continued to grow. Okay. So, so Lisa, I'm, I'm also interested in the fact that you were an awakened teenager. Um, and, you know, you were in the spiritual path, you, you hadn't accessed the Akashic Records yet. But as you said, you went into the world, um, and into advertising and that kind of thing. 
what triggered the shift from being a more spiritual path versus sort of stepping into the secular business world? Well, for me, it was really around um, trauma. So when I was 19, my very best friend, who I would consider a soul sister, who I had grown up and lived across the street from her since I was five, and we spent every day together and all, you know, uh, she died in a a freak car accident. Mm. And I was mad. I was so mad (laughs) that, (laughs) that I basically said, you know what? I don't care what I said I was coming to do. I am so over it. (laughs) You know, so I basically, and I was really conscious of all these things, which is kind of the wild part that I I said, you know, my, I had um, my first uh, real experience with death was when I was 13 and a a third, another friend um, Mm -hmm. that we were a little triangle, um, she died of a brain tumor at 13. And, you know, I could say, yes, I'm conscious of the fact that a soul is infinite. And I know the fact that um, that there are soul choices and exit points and and, you know, all sorts of different things that our souls plan to do when we come. So I get it. But me as a 13 year old, me as a as a teenager was like, this is wrong. This is painful. And I don't care what I came to do. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to travel around the world. I'm going to have fun. (laughs) So, so Lisa, almost like, you know, if this is what it means to be aware and to lose two of my very dearest friends at at a very early age, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Is that sort of where, where you went? Yeah, it really was. It was kind of like, you know, what am I getting for this work here? (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) Right. Okay. So Lisa, when we get back, I want to dig just a little deeper into what are the Akashic records and then how how do they work with us both um, in our lives as well as in our businesses. And I think this is going to be really, really powerful. So audience, I want you to think of a time when you were... Uh, on your spiritual path and something knocked you off and you said, no, never, I'm not doing this ever again. I don't want the pain. And what did you do with that? And we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. 
plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have the internationally recognized best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. And the book that I just dearly love and use on a daily basis is From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. I want to welcome back Lisa Barnett. Lisa, welcome. Thank you, Linda. Okay, we got into all sorts of interesting things in the first time. I, uh, but one of the things we did not touch on is what are these bloody things called the Akashic Records? So the Akashic Records are the record of your soul's journey through time immemorial. Ah. So I love to use kind of the analogy of if you imagine when you were born that there was a GoPro video camera strapped to your forehead and every day, all day long through your whole life, you everything that you did, said, saw was videotaped. And every night when you'd go to sleep, it would automatically get uploaded to the iCloud for storage, right? Yeah. So here you are, you're 40 years old, and you're thinking, gosh, I wonder what I was like as a teenager. And so you you flip back up into the cloud and you go, you know, what, what was I doing when I was 14? And you watch some of those videos, right? Right. <coughs> How boring. No. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Who or knows? Not. Yeah. <laughs> so the Akashic Records is actually just like that. Everything you have ever done, every lifetime here on Earth and other places, planes, and dimensions are all stored in the cloud, in the ethers. So Akasha is actually a Sanskrit word for sky or ether. Oh. So here, everything 
you've been as a soul. Every lifetime where you've been a, a writer, a teacher, a chef, a mother, a father, um, uh, whatever you've been, right? A doctor, an acupuncturist, a, a shaman, whatever it might be, um, is all recorded and stored in your Akashic Records. How fascinating. Um, it's almost like I, I had a um, psychologist colleague who said that we as children record our parents. So we have a little video camera on our shoulder that records what our parents do with us throughout our lives. And that when we have children, we then take that videotape out and look at, well, what did my parents do with me at this age? And that the challenge is when a child has lost a parent. For example, my husband lost his father when he was 17. And I thought it was very unusual for him to pull back from the kids. He was pulling back emotionally from them. And I thought, well, maybe it's because, you know, we're going to empty nest in a couple of months. And so he's he, he's feeling, you know, that, that um, he doesn't want to be um, so emotionally distraught when they leave. And, you know, I... I thought about it and thought about it. And the more I thought about it, I thought, he has no idea what to do with someone who's 17. He has no video of what a dad does. He had a video of what a mom did. So he could look at me and go, okay, she's doing exactly what my mom did. That's okay. I don't have to add anything here. But there was nothing on his dad's side. And I thought that was very interesting that that was a gap. And he had to, in essence, rebuild or or record anew what does a father do with kids who are 17 years old and older. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. It is fascinating when you when you think of it. And so really when we look at our lives, I would say that we do this in so many different ways. When we yeah. go and start anything new, mm-hmm. we can pull up some of those memories, some of those recordings and and do that. Like, I always think that people who are really great at different languages have those kind of gifts and memories. <laughs> or if you ever watch a little child sit down and play the piano, it's like, oh, they must have been a real, um, uh, you know, phenomenal piano player in their past life because they remember how to do that. Yes. So, okay, as long as you mentioned past lives. So, how do our past lives affect our present life? Well, <laughs> they actually <laughs> yes. do in so many different ways. And I always find it interesting, whereas sometimes people will say to me, they'll go, oh, you know, isn't the Akashic Records about past lives? I don't care about past lives. And I always say, yes, but it's this life is actually based on everything you've already been and done in past lives. And so when we choose to come back into a body uh-huh. it's a very conscious soul decision <clears throat> we write a soul plan and that soul plan includes the gifts and talents that we have that we've acquired in other lifetimes ah. so using myself as an example i would uh-huh. say well i've been a prophet, I've been an oracle, I've been a, a intuitive, psychic, energy healer. Um, I think I'll bring those gifts into this lifetime. Uh-huh. And use them somehow. Who knows how, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's some plan in there, right? Right. So, um, so we write these plans and then we also write 
about soul contracts, which I know we'll talk a lot more about later, but Mm -hmm. we say, I'm going to have relationships with some of these people that I've also had relationships with in past lives that maybe didn't get finished in that lifetime. Maybe somebody died or we got separated or something happened. And so I have an old soul contract hanging out there I want to finish or some karma that I didn't get to complete with that person. So again, Based on what has or has not happened in other lifetimes, we make choices to connect with different souls, to have them as our parents or our spouses or our children or our business partners. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also interesting with, with that, that the people that you have a contract with, who you're meeting again here, um, oftentimes they take on um, the facilitator of a lesson that you're learning. And while it may be a wound for you, but it's one that you have to overcome. Um, in essence, that forgiveness uh, of, and almost gratitude for forgiveness for what you did and gratitude for the fact that you took the contract and were willing to be, I almost want to say hated or, or, or not just, or not, you know, having to go through that, it was not a pleasant experience for either one of you, I'm sure. Um, but being able to forgive them and to thank them and be in gratitude for taking on the contract, is that sort of something you're saying? Yes, absolutely. So part of what we're doing as a soul here on Earth, really our big our big project, yes. is to learn and grow spiritually, to be able to embody kind of heaven on earth, to be able to be awake, aware, conscious, kind, loving, compassionate souls while we're embodied in this challenging world. Mm -hmm. And and this is this is really the process. You know, it's kind of I always think it's kind of strange when I say that. But what happens is, is that we come to earth and we have these experiences and they can be very challenging and very, you know, kind of traumatizing. And some of us deal better with them than other people <laughs> do, let's say, right? Yeah. And so if we can be kind and loving and compassionate, it's almost like you um, pass go and you go on to your next life. And then maybe it's a little bit easier and a little bit easier as we're able to... Um, to be right, the love, the forgiveness, the mm-hmm. compassion that we come to be as a soul, a wise, awake soul. But really, the truth is, is that most of us don't have that experience. We can be very unkind and, and unforgiving and hurtful, and we create a lot of trauma in our lives around our mm-hmm. emotions because emotions are so challenging for us. And so we create karma. And, mm-hmm. you know, what the record keepers say about karma is that it's really about learning. It's about our soul growth. It's not a punishment. So often people think of karma as you were bad, that karma is going to come <laughs> bite you, you're going to get punished, right? It's like, right. no, you're going to maybe end up in a unpleasant situation, but that's giving you another chance to learn and grow. Mm. And so that's why there's these, you know, kind of um, challenging situations. And so... Um, as we start to learn and we can be that forgiveness, as that we can be the compassion, that we can be kind. And, you know, that's really what heals karma. 
is mm-hmm. forgiveness. So being compassionate, being kind, being loving, being forgiving, even in the face of terrible pain and trauma. Right. That is the huge forgiveness that so many of us are on the planet really working through at this time. Mm-hmm. And if you if you sort of totaled all the stories of sexual abuse, senior, all the abuses, um, you would think that everyone who came down this time had some kind of an abuse uh, karma that they needed to work through, which I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's you know, that's sort of how so I'm, how I'm seeing it. But I love the fact that it's coming out, that it's no longer a hidden issue, that we are talking about it. Right. And that's exactly um, what it is. So the way the record keepers explain it, I mean, you have it really spot on, Linda. But what they would say is, is that is that so many of the light workers have come consciously to complete um this old, old pattern of abuse in every way. Uh, I would say that probably about 70% of my light worker friends have been um, raised in, in very abusive families and most of them sexually abused, you know, uh, and then emotionally and physically. Um, and part of the sole contract that they've written is, you know, I'm going to show up and I'm going to finish any karma that I have around abuse in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, the buck is going to stop here. So this will not go on as a pattern. I am ending this pattern of abuse in my family. And many light workers go on to work with and heal um, and help support other um, uh, people who have been abused in their lives and so we're changing the whole paradigm because it is stopping all these people who have been like yes my father was abused so he abused me you know but that's not going on into my family right Right. and so the pattern is being broken and it takes a huge collective group soul contract to do that sort of thing and this is the time because the energy is high enough people are conscious enough they can move into that place of forgiveness Mm -hmm. and say I forgive you you were not conscious of what you did you were only going on your childhood pain and perpetrating that on me and I forgive you for that because I know deep down that you are a beautiful soul we are all Beautiful souls, wise ancient souls. We're just having a challenging human experience <laughs> often, right? Right. And so when we can see the abuser in that light, and of course the Akashic Record Keepers would always say, and run as far away as you can, right? <laughs> you know, no reason yes. to stick around, but yeah. But you can forgive someone from afar. And and as we know, um, when we are in that anger and that hatred and that lack of forgiveness, it's really only ourselves that is are being hurt and poisoned and traumatized each and every day. So when we can forgive, we're healing ourselves. So, the forgiveness in, is so powerful and important for ourselves, right? Yeah. So, Lisa... Um, how does this relate to your soul path or your soul purpose? Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've got three minutes. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, really, your soul path is, is, and purpose are really very complicated. So just as I, I had mentioned that we write a soul plan, mm-hmm. in that plan is all of these you know, pieces about our path and our purpose. And so part of our purpose is to bring our gifts and talents back to earth. 
Part of that purpose is also to complete old karma. Okay. Um, Part of that purpose is to support other people with very positive uh, soul contracts. Mm-hmm. And really, I think the part that most of us think about as purpose is what are our gifts and talents. And so um, one of the great things that we can look at in the Akashic Records is what have I been? What have I done? What gifts and talents do I want to share in this life? And it's always numerous talents and gifts, right? So Mm -hmm. for myself, I would say I have numerous purposes. One is to be a mother. I've uh, raised, I've got three, (laughs) three of my own. Yes. And, and, and I raised my nephew. And so I've had four children. I've written two books now. So to be a writer, big purpose would be communication Mm -hmm. and obviously to help to bring the Akashic Records back to the planet. So those are some Big purposes, but it's not really a job description. I think that's an interesting um, thing that is very good for people to kind of notice and understand is that our gifts, we have free will. And so our gifts and our talents are here to support us in what we're choosing to do as a soul with this life. Okay. So uh, just real quickly, you can change the soul contract. You can renegotiate it once you're here, right? Yes, and many of our contracts are done. They get really, they get completed. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have a soul contract um, to be born into a family, but maybe not to stay in that family. So then maybe we're adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, so these are different. So a soul contract can come to completion and they can be rewritten also. Some of us have a lot more free will in that kind of way. Yeah, I didn't realize that I had that capability because in this life I decided that I didn't want um, downloads. I didn't want transmissions. I didn't want any of that, um, that I was tired of losing my head and or being burned at the stake. And so... <laughs> I said, not this one. And then, you know, you get here and you kind of go, um, this is the lifetime when I should have that. And being able to rewrite that was a very interesting process. I'm glad I did, but it is very interesting. So, audience, while we're taking a short commercial break, I would love you to think about what's your sole purpose? What are the gifts and talents that you brought with you in this lifetime and how are you using them? Are you using them in in your personal life? Are you using it in your business life? Are you using it in your spiritual life? Or are you not using them at all? An interesting thought and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you 
truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I am so delighted to have Lisa Barnett with us on the show today, and she is truly a master of empowering individuals to find greater fulfillment, happiness, abundance, health, and all with ease, and we've had this marvelous conversation about the Akashic Records, what they are, how they impact our lives today. One of the things, Lisa, we haven't talked about is how the Akashic Records impact us in business? Oh, you know, that's always a great question because, you know, this is all very connected to our our sole purpose and um, our past lives and our gifts and talents. So, of course, it only makes sense that you're going to have talents that you've had from numerous lifetimes that you're going to want to share in a life. Mm-hmm. And so, so um, well, of course, I've built a whole business around the Akashic Records. <laughs> and people yes. look at me and they say, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I can't believe that you actually have a business doing that and you like make money at it. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can imagine it. Yeah, you know. So there's so many of us um, light workers, you know, people who are on a spiritual path who are here to help 
awaken the world and we do it in so many different ways. So, you know, for those of you who have that kind of um, soul purpose where you're here to be a healer, it doesn't mean that you're going to be a Reiki master or a hands-on healer that you have to have a healing center. So many of us are out here writing books, um, just sharing a higher level of information, wisdom, and guidance. There are so many people who are looking for help in just waking up, right? Just getting right. conscious, understanding our souls. And so the interesting thing is, is that your business also can have an Akashic record. So mm. when I work on my business, I'll open the Akashic records of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, And I'll say, what's the highest and uh, best next step for me to do with my business? Is this a good partner? Is this this radio show in alignment with my purpose and my business? Is this, you know, um, partner in alignment with my business? Do I have soul contracts with these people who want to work with me, right? So we can actually go deeper into this energy so that we don't find ourselves Again, kind of being, um, you know, knocked off our path because we pick a partner that is, we have some old karma with that would be good to work through, <laughs> but I don't really want to work through it in my business, right? Yes, I don't want right. Them, you know? <laughs> no, not there. Um, so good to know if you're going to take a partner on for your business or even sometimes, you know, an employee that's, uh, you know, somebody up high up in your in your business mm-hmm. it can have an effect so we can look at um our soul contracts our karma our soul alignment and our business with others in the world even in, as far as marketing goes so pretty fascinating and of course go deeper into what those gifts are and how we wanted to use them in the world absolutely what's interesting is i have a a, a colleague someone that i he's uh, the person's not in my business, but we, we connect and there's a cord there that I have um, had to cut because there was a jealousy and uh, because I had taken a job that he thought he should have had in a, in a past life. And so he was doing some very interesting things, um, uh, sabotage. Uh, in our working relationship and it was very interesting uh, how we cut the cord and then I went back and he'd established a new one mm. <laughs> and I thought okay this, right. this, is, we, this we have to heal and, and work on so I, I can see how that would work um, in your business that there are individuals that you work with who you know you, you have a contract with or whatever it might be and speaking of contracts Lisa what are soul contracts, or you also call them vows, and how do they affect us in our daily life? Right. So, um, before we come into a life, we're going to say, I want to have, you know, maybe a significant partner, a husband or a wife. I want to have children. Um, and so, if you imagine that all these souls who are coming back to the planet get together. I always see this like uh, when we were in high school, you remember the the high school gym and everybody, you know, having a pep rally in the high school gym. So imagine there you all are having your own pep rally and you're like, okay, who wants to marry me? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that is like high school, right? Right. And so you would write maybe five soul contracts with people. One person raises their hand and goes, remember that past life where I drowned and we didn't get to be married very long? Let's try it again. We could have some fun. And we're like, okay, let's write that contract in case because we write more than one contract because we have free will. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know that you have more than one soul contract for a significant partner in your life. It's not finding a needle in a haystack. It's not like you have one soulmate and if you don't find them, you're out of luck, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so here you have another person in that gym who says, hey, remember that amazing life we had? We had so much fun when we were married. Let's do that again. You're like, yay, that sounds like a good idea. Let's make a contract there. And then someone else says, remember that that uh, that past life where we had some kind of some some problems and trauma. Remember, I was an alcoholic and I just kind of drank myself to death and we never figured that out. You think we could, could you help me work through that old karma? And you're like, yeah, I'd love to help you work through that old karma karmic pattern. I'll support you. We'll make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. So there's another contract, right? Now, the likelihood you might actually have relationships with all three of those people in a lifetime. You may... Um, You may marry that person who's an alcoholic. You may support them. You may get them into AA. They may get sober. sober, And then you're like, I think this contract is done. Uh And and we separate and move on. And then maybe there's that that one where uh, the guy drowned. (laughs) (laughs) And you get together and you spend five or ten years together. And you're like, you know, that was great. That was lovely. But, you know, I'm kind of wanting to go do this this next step this next path or my another purpose and they're like oh I think I've got another purpose too I'm going to go on my way you go on yours all good right until then finally maybe you meet that third person that you just had this lovely long amazing relationship with and you guys hook up again and that's the person that you grow old with and all right so three soul contracts you may or may not live them all um but these are kind of what we write so um that's an idea. And then, you, of course, you have them with your children. Um, but here's the interesting thing is that they're not always with the people you think they're going to be with. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'll tell you my kind of weird little story, right? So I, I married when I was 34. Um, and then and then I couldn't get pregnant. We thought we'd have kids and I couldn't get pregnant. And so four years went by until I, before I finally got pregnant at, at, and had my first son at 38. Ooh. And I thought, okay, this is good, but I'm getting a little older, right? Yeah. And so I was pretty happy. I had been in corporate all these years and now I'm, you know, kind of <laughs> doing <laughs> doing the psychic energy work and I've got one kid and I'm kind of good. I'm all done, right? All right. So, um, but my husband love, love, loves kids. So he's like, let's have more kids. I'm like, okay, well, maybe we'll have a little girl. Okay, great. Okay, so give that a shot. I immediately get pregnant and lo and behold, it's twins. Oh. Now I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm my my son is 11 months old, right? I have right. my twins when he's a year and a half. And um so I have now three babies in diapers and my teenage nephew moves in with us. Oh wow. wow. So I went from 1 to 4 seriously overnight. And um and I thought well, holy moly, are you kidding me? What is this? And the record keeper said you had so contracts to 
parent all these children and they had to figure out a way to get in. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I was wondering, Lisa, you know, you were saying uh, with like the the husband connections, you know, one, um, you know, an alcoholic, you get them all, all squared away. Is this a conscious choice that we're done, we're moving on, or is it unconscious? Oh, that's interesting. Well, it's easier if it's conscious. So, so you may have a contract to help this person to support them in healing their their addiction in this life. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to stay with them forever. The contract is about healing the addiction. Okay. And, and you did that, and then that contract really kind of ends. And so you could continue it, that's fine, or maybe you're ready to go on because maybe this person is now sober, but you know, that becomes their life and you want to go on and do something different. Okay. Or maybe you want to have kids and they don't because that's enough for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, I was I was just curious when, when you said, you know, um, in essence, the contract is done. So there must be some unconscious knowing that it's time to move on it's time to to do something to to find somebody else or whatever it might be yeah well yes you know I have to say a lot of clients come to me because they have that like is my contract complete you know is it time to move on kind of questions like I kind of feel like it I think we're going separate directions we're kind of turned into roommates is it you know (laughs) right it's time to move on I, I I, I love them. There's, I don't have any real reason I have to divorce them, but, you know, it's like, what's up with my soul contract? So we can actually read it, look in your Akashic Records and look at that kind of information, which mm-hmm. is very useful, of course, in, in so many ways. Wow. Okay. Um, Lisa, you have a free gift for our audience that sort of ties to the soul contracts and vows. Yes. Yes, I do. So it is a guided visualization and it's called the infinite connection. So one of the things that happens is that, and you were talking about this with your, um, the part, not business partner, but the guy that you knew in the similar business, right? Yes. So we have cords. We have old connections. We have these cords that keep us connected and and in each other's space. But many of them are old or they're not conscious or they're not placed really in a really the highest and best way. So what we want to do is we want to connect to the people in our lives in a conscious way. And in this guided visualization, I'm teaching you to create a heart-to-heart connection with your your friends, your family members, your spouses, your children, your business partners, so that we can create a, in this present moment, conscious, loving connection. And this is very powerful as we move forward, raising our vibrations and really, you know, working in this world for the highest of our, our ability, our highest soul purpose. Okay, so audience, you can get that on my free radio gifts page. Um, check that out at www.dare2leadwithlinda.com. Okay, Lisa, okay, we have about a minute left. I promised that the audience would get three great tips from you. Yeah. Can we do that in a minute? 
So <laughs> let's yes. see. Um, so if you want to align to your soul path, one of the greatest ways to do that is to create good boundaries for yourself, which means to make conscious chords like I was just saying adjusting with the infinite connection and to really be able to own your own space, be a sovereign being in your own body so that you can align with your soul path and purpose. So that's one great tip. Um, Forgiveness heals karma. So if you feel that you're trapped in some old karmic cycles, you can look into a forgiveness prayer, which of course I have in my book, from questioning to knowing. And um, that is really useful to help us consciously shift and release old karmic patterns. Okay, Elisa, we're going to have to hold the third one to the notes because we're running very much out of time. Uh, But thank you so very much. This has been a fabulous conversation, and I'm so glad you're here. Um, And audience, there is so much rich information here for you all to link in. Um, If you're interested in hearing more about the art of hurting cats or the Seeds of a Movement boot camp, I would love you to send me an email at lynda at dare, the number two lead with lynda.com. And until next time, remember to be courageous, dare to lead. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.